It's Christmas! Well, tonight, thank God it's there instead of you. Oh, Christmas Day, my ass. I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. Christmas to you and all. Hello, Merry Britsmas listeners. It's Christmas Podcast Day. We've hit November 1st, and spooky Halloween spirits have passed to be replaced by festive, joyful holiday spirits. And spirits in particular, as this year, a whole bunch of Christmas podcasters are going to be discussing Takes on a Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens' classic story of Victorian morality, poverty, and charity. I'm sure I won't need to cover the basics of the story too much for any Christmas podcast fans, but just in case, the very basic story follows Ebenezer Scrooge, a cruel, miserly moneylender who is prompted to change his attitude after a visit from four ghosts, the spirit of his former business partner, Marley, and three spirits of past, present, and yet to come, each manipulating and showing Scrooge the error of his ways. This is going to be a slightly different episode from the normal Merry Britsmas, as it's just for Christmas podcast day, so it's only focused on A Christmas Carol. And there have been so many versions of this story over the years, from film to TV to literature to comic books. There have been musicals, modernisations, anime, manga. I've mentioned some on this podcast before, especially a couple of TV versions that are British. But for Christmas podcast day, I decided to go a bit bigger and go for one of my personal favourite Christmas carol versions that's quite over the top in the best of ways. And that's 1970s Scrooge, a musical version created as a sort of spiritual sequel to Oliver, another Dickens-focused musical. The film was directed by Ronald Neem, who also produced Brief Encounter and Great Expectations, and then directed The Prime of Miss Jean Brodie and The Poseidon Adventure. The titular character is played with a lot of panache by Albert Finney, an actor who has won BAFTAs, Golden Globes, Emmys, and received five acting nominations at the Oscars, unfortunately without winning any. The composer, Leslie Brickus, had a pedigree of movies and music, working on Dr. Doolittle, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and writing the Bond songs Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice. The poster for the film read, What the Dickens have they done to Scrooge? And I kind of get that reaction as much as I enjoy it. I won't go into too great detail of the plot, as I'm pretty sure you know how it goes, but I'll cover any major changes and highlight some of the songs, as these are pretty important in a musical. We start off as usual in Miserly Scrooge's counting house dealing with Fred, his nephew, and the charity collectors in his usual way. So you hadn't got enough problems, you went and got yourself married. Now why in God's name did you ever do that? Because I fell in love with the lady. There's one thing in the world more nauseating than a Merry Christmas, it's the hypocrisy of a happy marriage with some idiot lovesick female. Good afternoon, sir. My offer stands. You are always welcome, Uncle. Just like Christmas itself. I said good afternoon. Merry Christmas, Uncle. You too, Bob Cratchit, and your family. Thank you, sir. And to your good lady. Oh, and Uncle. Happy New Year. 
Good afternoon. The first proper song arrives about ten minutes in as Bob Cratchit heads home with his children, Kathy, a name change from the book, and Tiny Tim, and they're thinking of all the excitement of toys and the season via a surprisingly sweet song called Christmas Children. Christmas children live in a Christmas daydream Waiting for the magic to unfold Wondrous things to eat Every Christmas treat Rich or not, the Christmas pot of gold Hypnotizes children young and old We see Scrooge leave his office later with a song that, to be honest, I sometimes sing to myself on a crowded train or after a particularly bad day at work, and it's called I Hate People. I hate people. I hate people. People are despicable creatures, loathsome, inexplicable creatures, good for nothing, kickable creatures. I hate people. I abhor them. When I see the indolent classes sitting on their indolent asses, gulping ale from indolent classes, I hate people. I detest them. I deplore them. Fools who have no money, spend it, get in debt, then try to end it. Beg me on their knees, befriend them, knowing I have cash to lend them. I really like how this song shows Scrooge to believe that he is honest and true compared to all the other people lying in their celebrations, just as the term humbug implies. Soft-hearted me, hard-working me, clean-living, thrifty, and kind as can be. Situations like this are of interest. We see how the people of London see Scrooge, especially the youngsters who tease and mock him by comparing him to the good old British character of Father Christmas. Father Christmas, Father Christmas, he's the meanest man in the old white world, in the old white world you can feel it. He's a miser, he's a skinflint. He's a stingy lout, he's just looking out for your Christmas gift, and you steal it. Because it can't be a Victorian set British musical without a bunch of scruffy looking lads singing and dancing in slightly cheeky ways. Then Scrooge arrives at his house and we see a ghostly hearse pass through, an allusion to a minor point in the book which I really liked. Marley then appears to warn Scrooge of the three spirits to change his ways, and he is played by the legendary Sir Alec Guinness, all in chains, almost wearing a sort of straitjacket. If you don't know who Alec Guinness is, well, you probably do because he's most famed for his role seven years after this film as Obi-Wan Kenobi. His physical performance is great, but his song, See the Phantoms, is slightly dull and shows that maybe Sir Guinness was not really a singer. 
phantoms filling the sky around you. They astound you. I can tell. These inhabitants of hell. I also quite like Scrooge's defiant statement here of Three ghosts? <laughs> Three humbugs? Following Marley, we get the ghost of Christmas past, who appears as a relatively normal-looking woman, played by a three-time Oscar nominee, Edith Evans, who takes Scrooge to his childhood, and then Fezziwig's party, where a song and dance is necessary, and we get the jolly romp of December the 25th from Fezziwig and his wife, with the jolly boss played by Lawrence Naismith. If there's a day in history that's more than any myth, beyond the doubt, one day stands out. December the 25th. Correct. I, I don't have any arguments, so may I say forthwith, I wish that every day could be December the 25th. As most cinematic versions tend to do, we get an extended time with Belle, meeting at the party and seeing their courtship via a song called Happiness. I remember being quite bored by this song when I was younger, but it's grown on me. It's also worth noting that this version has her as the daughter of Fezziwig for some reason. a thing you can't see, a thing you can't touch. I disagree. Happiness is standing beside me. I can see him, he can see me. Happiness is whatever you want it to be. I also like how we get a slight musical refrain of Scrooge's lament at losing her. Next up in the spirit realm is the ghost of Christmas present and he is a perfect example of the text, a full green suited father Christmas looking giant played with abandon by Kenneth Moore, as well as seemingly getting Scrooge drunk on the milk of human kindness. Yeah. He takes him around the streets on Christmas with a song that seems to defy and contrast with Scrooge's own song earlier because this one's called I Like Life. I like life, life likes me. Life and I fairly fully agree. Life is fine. Life is good. Especially mine, which is just as it should be. I like pouring the wine, and why not? Life's a pleasure that I deny not. 
I like life here and now. Life and I made a mutual vow. Till I die, life and I, we'll both try to be better somehow. And if life were a woman, she would be my wife. Hooray! Why? Because I like life! And on Christmas Day, we see the Cratchit family, along with a song from Tim, which is actually briefly referenced in the book. But it's a slightly dull bit of saccharin here called The Beautiful Day. On a beautiful day that I dream about In a world I would love to see Is a beautiful place where the sun comes out and it shines in the sky for me. As usual, we see Fred's festive family party to show Scrooge what he's missing out on, and a game here called The Minister's Cat that I really like to play with my classes to end a lesson around Christmas time. Hey, no, that tune! I used to sit for the was a lad! The minister's cat is a lonely cat. The minister's cat is a languid cat. The minister's cat is a lordly cat. The minister's cat is a ludicrous cat. The minister's cat is a ludicrous cat. The minister's cat is a... Oh, no! He's out! He's out! He's out! You see, they get furious when they lose it. He's out! Come on! And then we have to get gothic as the ghost of Christmas yet to come arrives. The usual Grim Reaper form. And he takes Scrooge to a near future London. And in one of my favourite bits of the film, Scrooge misconstrues a huge street celebration song and dance, which is called Thank You Very Much, as genuine love for him. And it's actually excitement over his own death as he keeps missing his coffin that follows the parade. I would merely like to mention, if I may, that our unanimous attitude is one of lasting gratitude for what our friend has done for us today. <laughs> and therefore, I would simply like to say... <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me. I may sound awful Dutch. But my delight is such I feel as if a losing war's been won for me And if I had a flag, I'd hang me flag out To add a sort of final victory touch But since I left me flag alone I'll simply have to say Thank you very, very, very much Thank you very, very, very much <laughs> In a change from the book, we see Bob Cratchit in the graveyard instead of his own house mourning at Tim's grave before Scrooge is shown his own grave nearby. And this is where we get a big change from the book as Scrooge falls into the grave and down into hell. Marley greets him and welcomes him to eternal suffering and torment via the chains and his new role of serving Lucifer. You may find your office here rather small, but not, I trust, unfamiliar. Office? Your activities in life were so pleasing to Lucifer that he has appointed you to be his personal clerk. A singular honor. You will be to him, so to speak, what Bob Cratchit was to you. That's not fair! It's, it's, 
diabolical. I must confess, I find it not altogether unamusing. It's kind of both sinister and funny in a cheesy over-the-top style. But we have to end in the usual way with a repentant and changed Scrooge waking up again on Christmas morning, singing a song aptly called I'll Begin Again. I'll begin again. I will build my life. I will live to know that I fulfilled my life. I'll begin today. Throw away the past. And the future I build will be something that will last. I will take the time I have left to live and I will give it all that I have left to give. And we get a spectacular journey at the end which I love around the streets of London with Scrooge buying toys and gifts and food to give away, even dressing as Father Christmas and reprising the Ghost of Christmas Present song, I Like Life. I like life. Life likes me, life and I very fully agree. Life is fine, life is good, especially mine, which is just as it should be. I like pouring the wine, and why not? Life's a pleasure that I deny not. I like life here and now, life and I made a mutual vow. Till I die, life and I, we both try to be better somehow. And of course, a lovely reveal of Scrooge to the Cratchits. <laughs> I almost forgot. This is for you. You didn't steal it, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't steal it. It's a present for you to keep a very Christmas charity. You still don't recognize me, do you, Bob Cratchit? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, you, your father Christmas? <laughs> no. Ah! It's Mr. Scrooge. He's gone mad. It's all right, my dear. There's, there's nothing to be frightened. <gasps> no, I haven't gone mad. And on Monday, when your salary will be doubled, doubled? Yes, we'll man. sit together and discuss how I could help your family to start with. We'll find the right doctors to decide it's him well, and we will get him well, you know, Bob. Yes, I believe you. I believe anything. <laughs> and may this be the merriest Christmas of all our lives. And a final big reprise of thank you very much as our changed miser returns home to get ready for a family Christmas and thanking Marley. <laughs> Hello. I don't know whether you can hear me, old Jacob Marley, and I don't know whether or not I imagined the things I saw, but between the pair of us, we, we finally made a Merry Christmas, didn't we? <laughs> have to leave you now. Must go and get ready. I'm going to have Christmas dinner with my family. It's a super cheesy musical that hits all of the key beats and adds some extra flourishes, mostly good, with only a few minor oddities that stand out or are too humorous. I revisit it every year and I urge you to give it a go too. It's currently all on YouTube, but it's available in many places. It got quite good reviews at the time, with praise for Finney's masterful performance from Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert giving it 3 out of 4, saying the kids near him seem to enjoy it very much. 
It was actually nominated for four Oscars for Art Direction, Now Production Design, Costume, Score and Best Song for Thank You Very Much, sadly winning none. But it did win a Golden Globe for Albert Finney for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. The film has been turned into a stage musical, of course, a few times over the years, and last year Netflix released an animated Christmas carol that stole quite a bit from the music of Scrooge. But in my opinion, it wasn't nearly as much fun and frivolity and fearful scares as this classic take on a Christmas carol. I hope you enjoyed this extra episode for Christmas Podcast Day, and check out all of the many other podcasts that are putting out special episodes on this day all about Christmas Carol. I'll be back later this month with two more full episodes, so stay tuned to Merry Britsmas online and keep voting in my ongoing polls of the big Christmas number one showdown. Christmas to you and all.